Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It's 4.38 in the afternoon. We talked about it when the announcement came down about how the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention was giving a grant of $14.5 million. And I believe we even had uh, Rich Fitzgerald, the county executive, on that day as the money is going to the Allegheny County Health Department. But today, we want to delve a little bit more deeply into what does money like this? What does a grant like this mean to the people who are dealing with it each and every day, fighting against addiction and helping people do it. And joining us right now from Dream Life Recovery, their chief of clinical services, Brooke McKenzie, joins us on the Disk Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline. Hi, Brooke. Thanks for being here. Hi, thank you for having me. The money is enormous. The fact that it's a grant that you don't have to pay it back makes it just feel like Christmas in the middle of October, right? How much of a difference does $14.5 million make? Is it a ton like it sounds, or is it a drop in the bucket? Oh, my gosh, absolutely. I mean, we recognize that with the opioid epidemic, especially here in Pennsylvania, being the number one public health and safety issue, Fourteen and a half million dollars is, you know, a big difference maker. And so, you know, again, we're talking Narcan and increase the number of Narcan, which is really great. Our goal is to keep people alive so that they can get treatment. We recognize, again, we want to focus on incarcerated individuals, which is even better as we're trying to, you know, again, um, stop the recidivism of, of the addicted population you know, heading into prisons and then coming out and using again. So we, you know, end that process as well as, you know, medication um, to assist their treatment and their recovery, all of which really great, great opportunities. And absolutely any, any dollars is great, but 14 and a half million is, is noteworthy for sure. So how do you prioritize? How do you say we're making a list A, B, C, D? What goes to the top of the list? Well, you know, again, how, on the um, information, the situation for the grant is to cover Narcan, incarcerated individuals and MAT. So I think that that was the focus that Allegheny County had said that they were interested in using the money for. And again, all of those really good priorities because of the fact that step one being Narcan and, and keeping people alive so that they can get treatment. We do know that the number of pre- preventable preventable deaths in the United States has increased 11.9 percent in 2021 to an all-time high. So we really want to focus on decreasing the number of preventable deaths, and Narcan is the key to doing that. The same with MAT, right? MAT is following that same vein. We want to make sure that we're providing um, treatment for people who maybe are uh, had, had not as much success with treatment just without medication. We want to add some additional support for them. Perfect. And then, of course, you know, helping the incarcerated individuals, which are more likely to be recidivists, 
Um, and, you know, again, I think that's a great priority. And then from there, all of those people benefiting from all of those services will get treatment, such as what we provide at Dream Life Recovery. Um, you know, even in, in our Pittsburgh location at the PHP, if we don't, if they're not having these areas, they're not able to get treatment and treatment is going to be the life changer. So somebody on the other side might argue, okay, wait a second, Brooke, this sounds all well and good, but Narcan is not going to necessarily get somebody clean. It saves their life, but it doesn't stop them from doing. So why are we doing, how do you respond to that? What do you say to them? Well, you know, again, like I said previously, the Narcan situation is definitely a tense subject for sure. Mm. But in an effort to get somebody the help that they need, um, it's easier for us to talk about Narcan and saying, you know, we're not going to spend the money to use Narcan to keep them alive, yada, yada, until it's your family member, right? When it's your sister, your brother. Um, Obviously, anybody that's alive is a step ahead of the opposite, and that's the goal. So, yeah, that's step number one, keep them alive. And then step number two is to give them the medication-assisted treatment or actual treatment that they need. Like I said, that Dream Life provides detox, residential, our PHP, and our Pittsburgh location, all of those levels of care. Um, that's the next step after the Narcan. And so we've heard of a lot of people that had never been Narcan that found treatment success, with people that had been Narcan that found treatment success. You never really know when the success part's going to happen, but the goal is the more times we can get them involved in treatment, the more likely it is for that to occur. If they're still out actively using or have passed away as a result, clearly there is no. Um, success at the end of that time. Yeah, right. Brooke McKenzie joining us from Dream Life Recovery. She's a chief clinical chief of clinical services there. You've used the uh, the acronym PHP a couple of times. Help people who might not know what that means in terms of putting this in context. Sure. A PHP is a partial hospitalization program, which is um, a higher level of care a care of, let's say, outpatients so that you would be at our facility 20 hours a week. So it's a step down from residential. You wouldn't live there but you would live at home or live in sober living and you would come to the facility for that 20 hours a week for a higher level of care to keep our eyes on you, continue treatment and support in whatever way we would need to, um, but start to integrate you back into the community that um, you are living in or maybe a a new community that you want to build a life in. So when you hear about a grant like this coming from the Centers for Disease Control, um, just give us a sense for how much of a lifeline is it in terms of the battle that you're fighting against opioids in the public? Yeah, so, you know, like I said at the beginning, any money is definitely helpful in all the ways, but, you know, $14.5 million is amazing. And, you know, as we're focusing on our key priorities, which Allegheny did a great job with, um, you know, hitting the beginning part of that, and then there's already monies involved to help support treatment. Um, and so that starts the process and then rolling it back down. But absolutely, you know, there's a lot of Narcan can be purchased for $14.5 million. And if you think of it like that, you know, how many lives are being touched in that way? Um, a lot of lives. And so it's not just a small, you know, drop in the bucket, um, but a really big investment that I think will pay dividends in Allegheny County. Beyond the doses of Narcan that you can have in uh, in a cabinet or in somebody's pocket or in a family member's purse, what else does it allow you to do? What else does this money give you the ability to do that you couldn't do before the, the grant came down? Well, I, you know, again, I think adding in the incarcerated individuals, um, there's a lot of, you know, they're a captive audience for sure to provide treatment that they might not otherwise get. The goal when they're in that captive audience state, they're already withdrawn. They don't, they're not using drugs any longer. Let's get them the treatment that they need so that when they do discharge from, I guess, get um let out of the prisons, then they're able to reintegrate into society better and, again, and be employed, all of these types of things. So even in that way, you know, we're hitting a population that notoriously doesn't have 
um, a lot of opportunity and trying to highlight and increase that opportunity, both on the recovery aspect and then on the reintegration back into the community. If we can help the reintegration process, obviously the recidivism rate is going to decrease and that's the objective. I'm not exactly sure what they're, you know, what they intend on doing for the incarcerated population, but even the addition of MAT, you know, if we add some MAT prior to them being released from prison, that's certainly going to help with um, decreasing the recidivism. Brooke, thank you very much for jumping on here today. And again, we hear about these grants. We don't necessarily know what does it mean to the people on the front lines, and you really helped us understand that. Thank you so much. Perfect. Thank you so much for having me. I look forward to doing it again. Yeah, we'll get you back on real soon. Brooke McKenzie joining us again from Dream Life Recovery, where she is chief of clinical services for them here in Western Pennsylvania. Really, really great stuff. And thank you to Brooke for being here. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.